Hey folks, welcome to Biomass tonight. We uh, have a very special guest and we'll get to that here shortly, but we are here for episode 75 and our interesting fun science fact of the night. It takes 75 liters of water to produce one 250 milliliter glass of beer. True statement, Google it if you dare. So moving on, by the way, that's like my homage to The Martian, absolutely fantastic movie, and they will quote unquote science the shit out of stuff on that show. So uh, without further ado, what we'd like to do is kind of move right on into some intros and kind of get into the meat of the show tonight. Uh, we will start at the top of the list and work our way down as usual, putting Zell on the spot. Zell, you're first. I'm Soraya Zell. Um, I was uh, on the CPM. I'm a co-host here on the show and an editor on the blog. Yep. And he's the person we like to refer to as the Gandalf of Mumble. We'll let you figure that one out later. Uh, let's see. Bait. Hey, everybody. What's up? My name is Awa Bait. I'm a member of the Incorruptibles Corporation and a writer for the Biomass blog. And reportedly old enough to drink. Uh, Supposedly. <laughs> Pokey. Uh, hey, I'm Pokey Draven from OSG Planetary Operations, co-host here on the show, writer for the blog, and glad to be here. And a surprisingly talented artist and Photoshop troll. Uh, and for our special guest tonight, CCP Ertati. He's trying to figure out how to hit the PTT button right now. <laughs> I, I just... <clears throat> I was coughing. <clears throat> See? Hello, proof of hello. I am CCP Rotati, uh, lead developer on Dustfile 4, mm-hmm. and happy to be here. Thank you very much. Uh, we do appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Uh, we have poking a little fun at you with that one, but uh, he is coming to us live from uh, Shanghai, from the Shanghai studios, and we'll chat a little bit about the recent patch in, uh, or release rather, in Dust 514, the uh, Hotfix Fox 4. So without further ado, folks, we're going to hop into the show. We normally do a CPM update, as you all know, when we have a CPM on board, or we usually just poke fun at Zell, which we're kind of all game for anyway. Uh, but that being said, because we do have uh, CCP Rattati on, and it's it's pretty rare that we get a chance to, to chat with him on the air, uh, we would like to probably move right into some news about Dust514. Uh, and here recently we've had the Hotfix Fox 4 uh, go live uh, for the player base to, to enjoy or, or rage about. I don't think there's been a whole lot of raging. I think there's been a lot of uh, generally positive feedbacks, at least the at least the comments that I've seen here recently have been fairly positive uh, about the majority of the hotfix. Uh, and they touched quite a few different things. Uh, there's a little bit of v- AV and vehicle work that went in there. There's definitely some buffs to some of the assault, uh, assault suits. Uh, so that's pretty fun for the classic first-person shooter Slayer players. Uh, and there's a few other things on the odds and ends that made its way into the hotfix. And what I'd like to do now is kind of open it up very briefly to CCP or Toddy to let us know uh, what he thought about uh, the recent Hotfix Fox 4 and what he's looking for uh, for the player base to to see in there. Yep. Um, we put quite a lot of effort into Fox 4, which is my favorite name yet. Uh, and I hope everyone has seen Fox 4 fall on his face. That is oh. hilariously oh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite probably picture on the internet ever. Uh, Yes, so we wanted really much to try to hit the the uh, the uh, shield issue with uh, with infantry. Uh, it's been something that uh, I've been bombarded with and lambasted for for quite some time. CCP hates shield. CCP hates Kaldaria, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and you know what spurred us 
or me into action really was that the CPM2 came, came forth with a really strong proposal, well thought out. It uh, had, they collected feedback on the forums and they just delivered a really solid document of, of good improvements that were not kind of uh, controversial at all. And they had a good philosophy behind it. It was something that I wanted to do myself anyway, to go through the kind of shield recharge delays, et cetera, uh, in, in, in a system, just like we did with the uh, repair rates and, and, uh, and the movement stuff that we did uh, last time. Uh, so when they handed that to me on a silver platter, uh, I, I reviewed it. We went over it a couple of times. And really, we, I, I, I think we just shifted as, as it was. Uh, and that was a, kind of a high point for me on that. Uh, should be for the CPM2 to be able to kind of affect change that meaningfully, that fast and in the right way. And I haven't heard anyone complain about the, the, the kind of how it was done, more like the results, is, are Kaldari now overpowered or not, et cetera. That doesn't, that's, that's another topic, but how it was done is something that I was really happy with. Yeah, I would, uh, having watched that that a little bit here and there, uh, when the CPM were garnering some feedback from the community, that was a, a very interesting process. Um, I've seen it done before, and it's rare that we got to see a kind of a direct flash to bang from the feedback to what was happening in the game. So it, it'll be an interesting test model, I think, going forward. Now, now, generally, I think the changes, correct me if I'm wrong, were predominantly in increasing the recharge rates for the shields. Um, and I, th and I think you dropped the CPU cost of the, of the regulators pretty significantly as well to make it, to try to encourage, uh, folks to run additional regulators, perhaps. Is that about right? Yep. I, I didn't want to decrease the, the fitting cost of, uh, extenders due to fear of dual tanking, but I did want to give a better option in the low slots of, of, uh, shield suits. So yeah, spot on. Yeah, good. Well, and like I said, the uh, I've heard some interesting feedback about it. Uh, generally, I would say you, you are correct that this is one of the changes that, that people, I think, mostly like, or at least they all, at least quite a few people agreed that it needed to happen. And, and as you said, time will tell whether it is, uh, you know, overpower. It, it's kind of the old school of do you overwhelm something, underwhelm it, or just whelm it, and, you know. We'll see how this one goes, but we really do appreciate uh, you taking taking the CPM's feedback and then directly dropping that one in the game. I think uh, the other big blocks that we wanted to talk about on this one, you had quite a few changes to kind of the base uh, racial weapons, or at least some of the base racial weapons, particularly. Uh, I think you did it through the use of bonuses to the assault suits. Is that accurate? And a little bit of tweaking here and there on some of the numbers. I think that's probably the next, you know, one of the other major ones. We'll save the, the AV vehicle stuff for the last, just so we can hear Zell scream, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so through consistent buffing for probably a year, the AR family is still underpowered. And, uh, well, it's underpowered and underused, and it basically had nothing going for it. Yes, some people swear by the tar compared to the, uh, the, the scrambler. But that's pretty much, I think, it's either experts with it that are just great with tactical snipers or that kind of gameplay, or uh, people who look at the stats and think that they're the same, and therefore the weapons are the same. And they, they just aren't. Uh, 
at all. Uh, so the Scrambler rifle has probably 3x to 4x better stats uh, than uh, stats as in uh, KDR or equivalent to the to the TAR. And the AR is pretty much the worst rifle in, in all of them, uh, if you look at the kills per, per spawn ratio. And the burst is is isn't terrible in itself there's a lot of bad things about it the the, the site is is not great for a burst rifle and uh it's kdr or ksr is 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 a little bit better than the ar but it's just not used at all and one of the things that i was trying to do with the galante buff particularly was to get also people to try it because there's a lot of, sometimes a weapon can be uh, perceived as underpowered, no one uses it, and therefore it becomes underpowered by kind of proxy or, or, or theory. So I really wanted to see if it could shine on a Galante, if, and people want to pick it up, they hear that it's powerful, and they go and pick it up and they try it, and then I can see some better usage stats. Because right now, no one is just using these weapons. I want to see them in action. If we end up having overbuffed some of them, or or it's not the right way to do it on the Galente itself, uh, then we can just generalize the, the the buff back to the rifle itself, decrease it on the on the on the roll uh, on the assault suit itself. So you know we don't have to. It, nothing's made of stone here or or hewn into stone. Uh, I think this was a, a smart idea to to do, and I stand by it completely. Uh, People are saying that the, the breach didn't need a buff. It certainly did. Um, after we nerfed it, or we didn't nerf it a lot to hotfixes ago, probably, uh, we just decreased the, the clip size, but that just threw it out the window. Everyone stopped using it. It, it was amazing. Uh, we didn't touch the damage or DPS or range or anything, but just by decreasing the clip, uh, people perceived it as terrible and, and threw it out. So uh, we'll see. And I can't wait to look at the stats. Uh, I, I like collecting one, two, three weeks of data before I kind of com comment on it. But this will be fun. Uh, no, I, I think that I think I really like that approach of trying to put something out there and then actually like uh, watching for some quantitative feedback. Now, I do ha I do have one question I've been dying to ask you if we could ever get you in a forum like this. The specifically with the ARs. Um, you know, I, I acknowledge that, you know, even anecdotally, it, it was easy to see that the ARs weren't used a lot, I think, in general, uh, before the Hotfix Fox 4 patch. But one of the questions I wanted, I was just kind of wanting to ask is, do you think that's more due to, like, the significant imbalance in the ranges of the rifles from, you know, the AR all the way up through the, the rail rifle and the with the scrambler and combat rifle in between? Uh, that seems like the most significant detractor uh, to to the AR from anybody that I've talked to because if you are inside of its optimal it it does it did work pretty good before the you know the rate of fire buff um, at least with the you know for the Galente assault so I was just kind of wondering if you could comment on that one generally yep absolutely and that's why we reduced the range of all the assault family as well the uh, assault scrambler uh, we pulled them all a little bit back uh, and you know if you if you and I think people have been commenting commenting on this is, okay, why is the breach this DPS, but the range is similar to the rail rifle, etc. Like, is it supposed to be a mimic rail rifle first and then an assault rifle? Or is it supposed to be an assault rifle and then a mimic rail rifle? Like, this stuff 
never was kind of set in stone either. And, and we've been experimenting with it. The first time we went through the rifles, I went with the, it, it's, it's primarily a mimic. So it, it kind of copies more of the statistics from the, the weapon it's, it's trying to be or, or similar to be. So the range and the DPS were supposed to be similar. Uh, now I'm taking, making the decision to pull all assault versions back uh, into kind of a holistic group. Uh, that's closer in range and and kind of uh, has seared more seared uh, statistics. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, one of the complaints was that the uh, assault ray rifle could kill at a lot of distance as well. So we're pulling that a bit back, and then we'll see what what's the favorite weapon for each suit. What's the favorite weapon for uh, the range? And I think people are kind of getting into, uh, okay, if, if I like being at range, then this is the optimal solution. But if I'm going in CQC or if I'm going into a, a map that has primarily close combat or et cetera, then I'll pick my my right weapon. There's no, I, I never liked that people were running Galente ARs for everything or whatever they were doing. So I don't like, I, I want tactical choice and I want you to change your fit if you, uh, if you need to. Uh, there's, Two small kind of uh, nerfs as well. They shouldn't be uh, the scrambler rifle. Uh, we all knew the problem with the scrambler was the charge shot plus just infinite spam. Um, so I just tweaked the cost of the charge so you could spam less. Uh, and by spamming, I meant literally. I play tested a, a couple of afternoons. Uh, I just I I put my controller in front of me. And I tried to tap it as fast as I could humanly possible, just without regard to aim, and just to kind of establish the, the kind of highest rate you could actually get. And then I kind of started tuning it down, and I couldn't get it to overheat when I did that. So I just tuned this charge shot to, to make you have to think about the shots you fire afterwards. You couldn't just do it as fast as you could, but right now you can charge and then spam. Just do it as a, as a kind of a... Uh, like a, 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 a at a natural rhythm, and you won't overheat, but you won't be able to do it like like people are doing. I think that was just uh, everything it needed to to. Uh, that, that's all it, that was necessary to to kind of fix the scrambler rifle. Uh, we did put in because people like to run around also with the charge, uh, you know, around corners and kind of kept that mobility and that option open. Uh, I didn't want to take that away. I, there's an option to just say uh, you can't hold the charge. I, I wanted to hold the charge, but I wanted to reduce the mobility. So I just reduced the uh, the speed, just like a forge gun, by a, a couple of, uh, I think, 20%. It, it, you can feel it, but it's not terrible. And I, I think it's uh, I think it'll be fine. Uh, the assault scrambler, I just increased the heat so you couldn't couldn't uh, uh, empty the clip without having problems. Uh, I think that's enough for now. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad should. that you finally admitted the assault scrambler was insanely crazy. <laughs> it, it, to me, it, it you know it had its drawbacks. I, I don't like it at all. I, I can't. I can't use it. And it it isn't crazy in in the stats. It's it's fine. People are using it and people are killing it with it. But the AR is still by far the best one. Uh, scrambler's close second. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's a very good breakdown of, you know, sort of the, the thought process behind a lot of that. 
Uh, and by the way, Pokey's face is about to explode when you, when you say the numbers for the scrambler are okay. Pokey, what he means is 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 the numbers in game, not the actual stats of the yeah, weapon. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'll concede to that. <laughs> um, what one of the general questions that that it, you know this actually kind of sprung out to good follow up is um, you know you, you did a you, you talked a lot about sort of the methodology for wanting tactical choice. And one of the things I've at least personally raged on is uh, I do like the idea that you're bringing the ranges of the weapons together a little bit, because I, I think that is one of the, you know, like I said, anecdotally, probably, probably one of the things that uh, leads to disparity in the weapon usage. But I'm a little surprised that it just feels like the game over time is becoming shorter and shorter and shorter ranged, and, which starts to actually eliminate tactical choices. Do you, do you get a feeling that we're kind of at that point or do you think you're pretty comfortable with sort of how that, how it feels right now? Cause it seems like everything's CQC, uh, you know, pretty much inside of 30 meters. That's really, you know, I think where most of the combat occurs. Yeah. But that's, I, I don't play a lot of shooters that, that aren't as a matter of fact. Um, I, I don't think, I don't feel that it's a changed. It may have, but you know, I remember HMG fests and and uh, and grenade spam in, in close quarters from the dawn of time in dust. Uh, you tell me. I, I haven't actually monitored that, and it's a it's an interesting statistic to see if uh, if ranges have been coming down, uh, and something that I can definitely uh, like. Overall, we have the kills and the ranges that they are, but I haven't been looking at kind of long term trends on average. Uh, range per kill, so that's a, an interesting point. Yeah, like I said, that's a personal observation, but you know, I think most of us in the channel have been messing around for quite a while. Um, before we kind of pounce on and move on, I was kind of wondering uh, if Pokey, Bait, or Zell, if you guys had any uh, questions for Ritati so far, reference some of the things we've been talking about with uh, Hotfix Fox for. Well, my, my big question that I wanted to ask um, is that I yeah, had here a... it comes. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not going there yet. We'll go there later. You said later. I'll get my later. Um, no, my, my question here is that um, I had a, I got a certain impression, and, and I, I suppose if you weren't paying close enough attention, um, others might have gotten this impression, and I'm, I'm, I, I understand that I was incorrect. So I want to ask um, Ritati, um, between the time that uh, there was this, you know, there was the announcement of the, of the hotfix and the description of what was changing in the spreadsheet, and then... When there was the announcement that it was live, there was just a post that linked back to the same spreadsheet and didn't say anything else. And so, to me at least, it, it didn't seem like there had been um, much of a feedback phase and that changes had happened from announcement to release. And I, I am told that I was incorrect. So I wanted to know what what changed through the feedback process. Sure. Um, this, just to start off, uh, when we started doing this, we hadn't the hotfixes and, and, and the kind of regular balancing. We hadn't done it in this way for a long time. We'd never kind of put everything on the table, then talked for a couple of weeks, tracked the changes, okay, discussed, said, and, and then you had this kind of history of this is a proposal, this is what came back, and this is the final result. We don't have the middle column in this in, in Hotfix Fox 4. I don't think we have actually had it for the last one either. Um, we just have a lot of history now that that I'm working with, uh, and and the kind of proposals are way better, uh, in my opinion, because usually I you can just see it by the by the the feedback that people aren't like 
no, it should be seven, it should be eight, etc. It, it's more like, yeah, let's see how this rolls out because we have the experience, I have the experience, the community has the experience, and we're just putting out better original or kind of uh, the first draft is better, uh, higher quality, uh, in my opinion. So you won't see the changes uh, because I, frankly, it's a lot of effort to kind of track the, the, the different versions all, every time. So what I, what I do is I, I, I definitely read the, the feedback wherever it's coming from, uh, Skype or, or directly on the, on the thread. I note it down uh, and I make a decision and then I change the number. Uh, if, if a lot of people are asking, well, it should be probably 64 in the clip, not 82. And I go and check, well, 64, yeah, that's, that's probably right. should be like five clips. Okay, all right, fine, 64 it is. Like that's the, that's the feedback loop. Uh, on the actual changes, uh, there were definitely uh, the the original intent was 25% rate of fire, and people changed changed my mind to 15%, so 3% per level, uh, which is probably in in hindsight very good, uh, and happy to have kind of listened to that. I I didn't quite kind of when I was thinking about it, I, I tried the 25% and it felt fine to me. But then again, then someone said, well, what about the crins? And then I started worrying again and, and I went back and, and, and ended up at 50%. We'll see if that is uh, going to be too much. Uh, so I'm probably being kicked out of the room. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll see what, uh, we'll talk about AV later. Sorry. Uh, I think okay. I got five, five more minutes, but uh, that's, I, I can't even remember if I changed uh, more things. Uh, there was there were definitely some typos in it uh, that that I got corrected on. Some of them were I had to double check that whether were the, the typos that I'd written or the actual number that that just had been a typo. Uh, but I can't remember another thing than the the uh, that percentage. But uh, a lot of the the uh, the uh, sidearm changes came straight out of the feedback thread or the, the what do you want for Christmas thread that I, I put out before. Uh, and that was kind of also some of the things that like finally I just went ahead and did them. And and a lot of them, they didn't need a lot of discussion. And if, if that's kind of, if I'm overestimating the, 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 the quality of the, the, the proposal, then, then fine. But I didn't, I didn't see a lot of hardcore evidence uh, about a number that I needed to change, except the hotly debated 25 meters. <laughs> That's uh, that that is a good way to describe it. Hotly hotly debated. <laughs> um, the uh, I, I we will have to let Zell off the hook on this one. We're not going to get into, into the vehicle AV stuff since we uh, th since that that alone would would create some tears there. But uh, it'd be a fun discussion. Um, and, and we do acknowledge you get, you only got a couple minutes left. So I, I do have to ask, and, and it's one of those things that we've, we've seen, uh, here recently, there's been kind of a community push for, uh, some information on the future of dust. I won't get into any, asking you any specifics, but I'm just curious if you've, if you've seen the, uh, the hashtag port dust 514, uh, campaign that's been going on. And I think a couple of CCP, uh, folks have, have sort of thrown a retweet out there, or at least they acknowledged it. And I was kind of curious if you've been following it. Of course, <clears throat> I've like 999 notifications in my Twitter, and 
it, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I'm happy that people are enthusiastic enough to actually try to to change uh, our kind of or have affect change in a positive way. I'm really happy to see that it's it, it's it's in in this kind of uh, you know uh, I don't, how how can I say it? It's not negative. Like it's not harping on the never you never talk to us, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's more like come on, we, we want this universe, we want to make a change, we want to keep this alive. And I'm, I'm really happy to see it, and we all are aware of it. I can, I can guarantee you that. Uh, I especially like Cat Merck's latest edition. And I've, I've, I've shown my support by, by liking these, these beautiful pictures. Uh, and people are definitely taking notice. I can, uh, that's for sure. But that, that Cat Merck picture, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's uh, it's the 16th chapel in a, in a completely different way, I think. That was uh, that was one of those very interesting little pictures that uh, that that a, a gaming only a gaming community could probably come up with. Uh, but that was pre- that was pretty pretty hot. <laughs> the um, I, I really appreciate you like uh, at least taking a stab at answering that one. Uh, we had a lot of people sweating bullets, so. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that it's sort of the elephant in the room and we have to ask about, uh, you know, we would probably not be doing anybody in the community, you know, from a player side, uh, any justice if we didn't, if we didn't at least ask you about it. Um, so I guess with your last couple of minutes, if you could let us know, what do you think, uh, your plans for dust 514 are in the next couple of months? Uh, are there anything specifically you want to touch in game or maybe sort of the next thing you got your eye on to, uh, take a whack at for uh, in-game tuning or balance. Uh, so the the uh, invaders have left. So I can I can touch a little bit on AV if we still are interested. By invader, do you mean like the uh, yeah, the people trying right? to take yeah, the commissar? <laughs> uh, yeah, the invaders are my <clears throat> my co-employees trying to take my meeting room away. So. Uh, They've left. They found another room. Uh, so let's th- do a couple of minutes on AV. Uh, so Zell, go ahead. So I, I understand that there's a there's a notion <laughs> that uh, there's there's this notion that um, the the normal swarms are meant to become just for anti tank, and that then the the door is open. For, I, I, I won't, I won't, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you know, I skipped the whole, um, how did you do this? Because I, I'm not even gonna ask. Um, but, and that the, the door was open for the assault swarms to potentially at some day be a longer range version that would be more geared towards anti-dropship. But my question is, is if, if that is indeed a goal or a possibility, why would you take away the, the, like the second, the, there's only two AV weapons that can hit a dropship reliably. And one of them now can't. So, hyperbole aside, because they can. Well played. Uh, uh, there's loads of things wrong with the swarm launcher and ADS and dropships. So what I've seen over the past few weeks or a few months is that dropships are just, you know, in the hands of greatly skilled people, it's probably fantastic. And it's very difficult to uh, nerf the class by looking at their kind of uh, achievements, because they do things that no other human being can do on dropship. I I usually self-destruct every single time, so I use them as kind of one uh, one-trip taxis. I just 
jump out wherever I want to land, and then that's it. I have like 999 uh, orm dropships that I use for that uh, because I can't. I've never landed a dropship. So respectfully, there's there's people who have who just are amazing at dropships, and then there's the 99% that aren't. And people don't like going to dropship because they there's a lot of issues with it, with the swarm launcher. You don't see the people shooting at you. You have the invisible swarm problem. And in my opinion, uh, there needs to be a a, a balance. And I'd, I'd like for swarm launchers, and and that's just what I you know probably been aiming at for a long time. Is I, I they they are easy to use. They are accessible to anyone. You don't need a, you don't need anything else to accept your militia fit, even though it sucks. But at least you scare people away, maybe. Uh, especially people who aren't used to being hit by swarms. They, it feels scary if you if you're a new player in a tank. Uh, it's free AV and it it it's less skilled uh, than, for example, specking into a breach forge and and sitting around trying to hit ADSs. Uh, all that said. I'd like the swarm to be a, an area denial right now, not not so that swarms just uh, close down a big part of the, the battlefield. And 25 meters was a very humble decrease, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, that's that. Uh, I also increased the the the, the kind of uh, way you can kill tanks now. So if you sneak up on them and shoot them in the back with the swarm, you should be able to, to kill them even more uh, or more easily than used to. So even if dropships are your kind of uh, main arc, arc enemy, then you are able to kill the other. Uh, I, I absolutely well. have to ask you have, Punch you, in the ass. have you in fact ran up and hit a tank in the ass, like with your fist? I have to ask. I have not done that, no. You've thought about it though, right? I'm sure you have. I, th that's why I put the picture on. I I wasn't even sure that people knew about this. Like, yeah, I mean, I've always aimed. It's always been there. I just it should painted be, a red line around it. People should know. Yes, and I mean, I've I've like with the thing is, is I I felt like your weak point um buff was actually almost uh, almost like a, a relative additional nerf to swarms compared to forges because I can hit the back of a tank reliably with a forge. The thing, the thing is, is they're not easier to use, and they're not swarms are not better. They're they're because you can't aim them, and they're slow. And so I can't point a swarm at the weak point of a tank. By positioning, you can. I, I, that's definitely possible. Then how come it doesn't ever happen to me, man? I'm sad now. Uh, you suck. I don't know. Word. Oh man, damn. And and I I think we assumed <laughs> this much, but can you just clarify? Um, the weak point was only the the damage was only increased on the weak point for tanks, not dropships. Correct? Yep, correct. For now, I, I'd really love to see some vehicle stats because I imagine the dropships are going to be very quickly back to being the most powerful thing on the field if they weren't already to begin with. Hey, 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 Rutati, I absolutely have to ask you this. So, when Zell was a card carrying member of CPM one, and he he was deeply ingrained in, in the entire communication process. Was he as annoying about AV to you then as he is to us this for the last year and a half? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, for, for sure. 
Okay, uh, I just, just want to make sure I was tracking that, or if that was something special he was laying out for you right now. <laughs> no, no, this is this is all like this is all stuff that I've I've heard and listened to before. We we did buff the swarm a lot. We did try to get the right balance, and we and we made it at the cost completely of dropships, and now we're kind of pulling it a little bit back. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll, we're going to monitor the situation. The no. other problem with the the dropship is the annoying thing that I tried to figure out why you can't kill the pilot when you when you when you uh, kill the vehicle, which is super annoying. You don't get the gratification of actually getting the kill when you when you do it. Uh, that is an unsolved mystery as of yet. I've been looking into code and we can't can't reliably find the difference between the HAV settings and the dropship settings. So again, legacy code, uh, terrible. If you can and fix, if you can fix it so that dropships properly explode, I will forgive you for your swarm nerfs. That's that's how that's how big I want that. Hey man, check this out. If he could fix some shit with legacy code, I've got a long list for him before he gets to that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a there's a few. Uh, so yeah. Hey, would you mind briefly if I hit you up with a couple a uh, couple good questions that I'm getting over Twitter for you? There's there's quite a few people that are pinging me about stuff, and and if you got a minute, I'd like to go ahead and 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 knock out a couple of those. Would that be okay? Sure. And then I let's do two minutes of that, and then I say what is uh, that I'd like to look at, and then I'm out. Perfect. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to take these in pretty rapid fire order. Uh, there's been some questions about some additional BPOs or maybe some different setups for Apex suits, like i.e. just different Apex suits coming out. Uh, do you see any of that happening in the future? No, not uh, at this point. Yeah, I guess with Apex suits being able to kind of get modified, it sort of don't really need that, I guess. Uh, let's see. Okay. is that, Do you ever see a way that we can uh, somehow legitimately pay for or send a contract up for Eve, Eve pilots to drop OBs in Molden Heath. Any, any kind of cross play between, in terms of at least a ISK part between, um, you know, dust and Eve. Uh, nope. Yep. I kind of figured that one as well. Uh, let's see. I'm going to assume that by that answer that we're probably not going to get the, the Eve and dust corp chats to, to sync up any better than they are now. Is that about right? Yes, that is definitely about right. Yeah, and by the way, to, like I'm literally just kind of scanning through these uh, real quick. Um, and, and apparently, I've got three or four people that want more pink things, like literally just more stuff pink. Uh, you pink can, all the things. And Zell was not one of them until now. So, for the record, for all you people that wanted pink pink shit, I did ask CCP Retati about getting pink stuff. So. Uh, one thing I would have loved was a, an, a weapon attachment system, or not a weapon attachment, to, to split the, the color of the, of the guns into a skin and a model. Um, that's, I think it's, it's completely unfeasible, but it's something that I, I really wanted at some point. Uh, until then, we're going to get these kind of handcrafted new skins in, in the vein that we've, we've been looking at. Uh, I don't think there's anything not available in pink right now okay uh i i am you not actually a, I, i'm not a quake actually, guy so i have no idea maybe sidearms you actually can't get uh your war barge in quake yet oh, no. jesus christ i'm not seeing that okay all right last one on this one um th there this is periodically come up here and there are we ever going to see any kind of um 
you spoke about weapon attachments, but uh, if not modding the weapons or modules for the weapons, do you think we'll ever be able to get some of the assault rifles or some of the some of the rifles that we have with actual sights on them like, instead of iron sights? Uh, this is a restriction by the PS3. Uh, we can't separate the models uh, without heavy rework. And uh, right now, as you probably know, that the memory on the PS3 is full uh, of, of content. We cannot add... Uh, how can I, new 3D meshes into the game, uh, such as a different tank or a different kind of, uh, so basically if it, if it has a different 3D, three-dimensional shape, we can't add it into the game. That also means uh, scopes and sights on weapons. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the, the only thing I, I, you could probably come up with then is, like, you, you would have to basically take the exact, like, uh, take, like, the burst AR and then give it the same stats as a, the actual assault, basic assault rifle variant, and that's the closest you could come, as opposed to actually like changing the, the model itself. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah. We can we can create the the people the rifles that people are talking about, like a, a burst rail rifle. Like that's possible. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I think I think it's more along the lines of uh, like all the weapons, uh, all the weapons with iron sights. Figuring out a way to give them some something. Something similar to like the A scar, I guess, for lack of a better term. Don't don't think I haven't thought it every day. <laughs> okay, brother. All right, so let's go ahead and turn this one over to you. Uh, if you can, if you want to kick off a little bit on some of the things you're looking at for the upcoming future for Dust Five One Four. Yep. So uh, we left. Uh, so what happened with the Hotfix Fox Four was the Christmas list thread. I had to split it into two things, and it's probably better to explain this right now. Uh, there are, the simplest changes you can do are numbers only. That's where the number is not reflected in a description of the skill, for example, or somewhere in the, in the description or the name says, this thing deals seven damage or something. Uh, if it's completely only on the stat side, that can be done with a lead time of like three days, uh, any change like that. The second more difficult one is when the, the, the it's, Still a stat change, but it's reflected in a, in a text description somewhere else. That means the text description, when I change it, it has to go through uh, kind of a relocalized. It has to go through, you have to rearrange the numbers and ship it again. That takes more time and is more expensive. Uh, the third one is to, to basically change code, which means a, a, a true hotfix, a true client change, like a, a proper point release, 1.3. So that's the difference. Uh, what I have been doing is, is every time I change a number that is reflected in the text description, I've been removing them. You may have noticed that I've uh, there are some weapons now that say, say uh, an advanced weapon says deals moderately more damage, and the prototype thing says deals significantly more damage. That is to replace the actual values uh, that were in the text. So slowly but surely, we're trying to get to the past that. Uh, to the place where uh, one and two are the same thing, and and the code changes still remain in the in the client. Uh, so what I did for Fox Four was I did only number one changes and uh, categorized all the rest of them into either two or three. Uh, I always planned to clean that up and share it, and this is probably a good opportunity to do so. Uh, but the next hotfix would be then uh, more of the same, but things that I just left out because they were more annoying. Uh, that could be literally anything. 
But I really, really, really want to add to that uh, the racial, racially skinned HAVs. It's, uh, it, it would be an experiment that would be uh, interesting and kind of exciting at the same time. That would be pretty interesting uh, if you can come through that one. So for the record, as long as you can make one of them incredibly shiny and golden, like the whole thing. And the other I one know, needs to be duct tape. I know at least one guy who will buy the gold one. I, I hope so. It'll be, okay. I, I okay. think it's going to be fun if I, I can, if we can get, get around to it. Uh, of course, more, more trading is always something that I'm, I'm trying to get. Uh, I, I need to do another kind of refund uh, a BPO and skin uh, with all the sever suits and some other things that I, uh, or tribute suits that I can't remember right now and, and keep adding to, to uh, the trading list. Uh, factional warfare is, is probably the next one on my list to to put uh, as tradable. Uh, but I do have, and, and it's better to say that right now, I, I do have a, an aversion to trading all the things simply because I I don't have like a, a requirement rank on stuff. I, I, I'm just a, an old-fashioned person in that sense. I don't want people who haven't earned something to wear it. Like that's just my a very core principle. I, I don't want faction warfare skins to be traded. Uh, and there's, I, I probably think the community is very split on this. Some are like, but it's even everything's to be tradable. And some are, well, you have to earn it. And, and that's not going to change for, for, uh, right now, unless there's an overwhelming support in some, some sort. Okay. Well, I think that covers quite a bit. Um, we really appreciate you hopping on and giving us a rundown on some of the things for Hotfix Fox 4. And, and, and again, indulging us a little bit as we went, went a little back and forth on some of these some of these items. And I do appreciate you sharing some of your thoughts about uh, things you want to tackle for the, I guess, the ex- upcoming couple, three months. Uh, so any saved rounds on your part, any last parting shots or NDA breaking material or news that you want to break or any... Any uh, shocking uh, sort of one-liners you want to leave before you you head out and actually continue to do some uh, stuff there in the Shanghai studios? Uh, just that we're we are working on 1.3, uh, and it's that's going to be interesting. And I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, do any sneak preview on that, but it it it's going to be interesting. It's not going to be what people expect necessarily right now, but it's going to be fairly cool if I if I uh, if I say my mind on that, it's okay. interesting, but yeah, it could piss people off. Frame rates on the PS4 working out pretty good. Nice. Hey, hey you never know. I had, to, I had to give it a shot. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm All right, happy to be lot, here, man. but I have to go. All right. Thank you. All right. See you later. Bye. All right, folks. That was CCP Rattati that was here with us live, uh, who's kind of given us uh, quite a bit of dope about his thought process in terms of how he looks at uh, you know, basically sort of game design, if you think about it. We're talking about a specific game with Dust 514, but really what you got there is an interesting take on how does it really work if you're a a developer or really a designer for a game and you're looking at uh, the theory behind your game and the plan behind your game and how you want it to 
actually be displayed on the screen for the players. So that was a pretty fun little chat there. Got a little technical at, at a couple of points. Got a little sensitive. Uh, a couple of people got a little sensitive about some things. Uh, but that was a really, really good discussion. So, uh, folks, we'd like to – ooh, we have another guest, Darth Carbonite, one of the CPM2 members who's here trying to check up on us, make sure we don't do anything evil or mean to CCP or Toddy. Uh, but uh, I'd like to kind of open it up. Pokey, Bait, Darth, Zell, anything? What do you guys think? Anything we didn't ask him you wanted to ask him? Um, one thing I probably wanted to touch on that I just didn't have time for was uh, I know he said he's experimenting a bit with the AR in terms of you know giving it a pretty substantial buff with the Galente Assault bonus and, and getting people to try it because it is a pretty powerful buff. Uh, my concern is, is that the AR is still underperforming when used in a non-assault uh, non suit or maybe even non-commando suit. So, I mean, if you put the AR on a logistics suit, it's going to perform, perform uh, much less than, say, like a combat rifle on a logistics suit. So I, I think I would have preferred if they had buffed the base a, a bit, maybe like by 5%, and then given the assault a 10%. So the net was about the same, but uh, it kind of helped out the base gun a bit because it is still kind of underperforming compared to other weapons right now. I think that's actually a pretty good point. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. Is it's when you really look beyond the assault role. Uh, I, I guess the theory is how do you optimize certain weapons for certain racial types. Now, the interesting part about that is when you go down that road, um, you start asking questions like, okay, should there be certain weapons optimized for heavies or sentinels or scouts, light frame suits, other medium frames, aka logistics suits, things like that. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of a fan of that, of basically having a, a unified racial bonus that gives some mild perk to all weapons of that family uh, to whatever the role of the suits are, uh, but then actually tuning the base rifle itself a little bit or maybe the, the specific um, specific bonus for the assault suit it would be fine so that that's an interesting thought on how that could work and it's uh as he said time will tell it's take about two or three weeks of data and we'll see what it comes out with yeah i think that's fair i mean like so you need to get people to actually try it so they can collect more solid data on it because it's severely underused so i think this will at the very least provide some some good points in the graph you can work with yeah, I'll still hold to the fact that I think I think really the range is the number one uh, was the number one detractor to the AR ultimately uh, when you compare it to to the other weapons. I mean, it, like I said, if you're inside of its optimal, it works just fine, and it actually works quite well. It just uh, it's it just gets outclassed in the in the range category. Uh, Bate, what are your thoughts, man? Um. <sighs> I haven't played enough of the hotfix um, to have any uh, any real question. Um, I'm just waiting to see what the uh, magsec numbers are um, when he uh, hopefully releases those um, in about a month or so. I'm very curious to see um, how that will be performing. Um, I feel like it was an, uh, one of the more underused um, sidearms um, before the hotfix, and I'm I'm hoping it will be. Um, less underused um here in about a month or so yeah it'd be pretty interesting i was i was a big i was very much waiting for the uh for the magsec to come out you know for a long time and when they when it actually came out i was uh pretty pretty disappointed with its general performance and i think it's uh it seems like it might be in a better place now uh let's see 
Jill, any thoughts? Anything else you wanted to get get out there? I got I got my beef out there. I got I got my my AV thing. Um, and and we'll see. Um, I I think if I think I think time will prove me right. It might very well. You never know. Uh, okay. Well, I think that actually covered uh, a whole lot of a whole lot of material tonight, and I did want to transition over to a couple things real quick. So. We have a couple things coming up called Halloween. Should be kind of interesting, so I've got to ask. Zell, what are you going to Halloween as? <laughs> a computer nerd hiding in my in my condo playing games while everyone else is outside. I would normally say you're being typecast, but I think you're I think you're struggling against uh against a reality there you can't escape. Uh okay. Pokey. Um, well, unless you know facts that my family actually owns a haunted house that we do during the Halloween season. So um, I'll be acting in that as an actor. It's, it's actually a pretty big thing. People pay to come in and they, they go to the haunted house and get scared. So uh, I believe this year I'm actually playing a clown of all things, uh, kind of a uh, drunken, old, worn out thespian of a clown. So it'll be interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I figured you'd go for like the Stephen King it clown thing is that is that now is this more of a uh i'm a crying on the inside kind of clown guy uh i have it just makeup on my skin so it, it probably won't be as excessive as excessive as the, the stephen king it style but uh, we'll figure something out well played okay all right bait how about you uh yeah people in my neighborhood don't take kindly to almost adults running around and asking for candy so i'll probably uh sit on my front porch and tell people to go away what are you like? Nineteen, sixteen. Close enough. Okay. Uh, let's see. Darth isn't going to speak, or is he? I could speak if you want. What are you going to go to Halloween as? Something Star Wars, probably. I, ne- I never would have guessed that, by the way. Yeah, shocker. Oh, so I we we had a we had a long drawn out like gladiator match over that this weekend. I'm, it's a it's a long weekend for me here, so it's a, it's like a four day weekend. Uh, so we got all of our Halloween stuff done. So we we. We started out with uh, an X Force thing for for the family. Clearly, I would be Deadpool, then I could have Kidpool, and the wife would be Domino. That would work out well, but we didn't think that would go over too well in the neighborhood. So we transitioned over to actually a Star Wars theme, uh, and then my idea of a Boba pool or a <laughs> Dead Fet that didn't go over well either. Uh, so we actually, the six-year-old settled it. We're all going as different Doctor Who's. So I've got, I drew the classic, uh, number, uh, Doctor number four, the Tom Baker, uh, with the, with the, the long scarf and the hat. And, and so we spent all day hooking that up. Uh, he drew the David Tennant one cause he loved Chucks. He loves Chucks and he wears the right glasses. And my wife will be doing the, I think, the ninth doctor, the Chris Eccleston doctor. She'll just obviously have to do a, a gender swap there. But uh, it actually worked out pretty good. So we will be going as the Whovians. And, in fact, I think my wife's making a little TARDIS you know, candy bucket for, for the kid. So should work out pretty well. And on a separate note, I do highly recommend two things. One, if you're ever in the Savannah, Georgia area, the restaurant Alligator Soul absolutely ridiculous good uh you will need a a reservation you'll probably drop two bills at it uh but it's well worth it and the last thing is the martian great movie i'm not a huge matt damon fan but that movie was absolutely spot on one of the best i've seen since i don't know mad max Uh, and it's probably going to be one of the better ones i've seen until the deadpool movie comes out just saying 
You you'd put Mad Max above the the Martian movie. Two very different kinds of movies. I I, I know they're two very different kind of kinds of movies, but you said the greatest thing since, and I. That didn't, I think that the didn't Martian mean I said it was it. better. I, I just said it's it was the best movie I've seen since then. I would say generally the Martian is is probably a a better overall movie, uh, but that does not take away from the fact that Mad Max is just absolutely fun to watch. What do you have against Matt Damon? I don't have anything against him. I guess I mean, other than the fact that he probably well, never mind. I, He's a good enough actor. It's okay. It's all good. All right, folks. I think we're pretty much wrapping it up on this one tonight. So we're going to go ahead and knock in some shout outs. Uh, Bait, let's start with you, brother. I actually have a couple of shout outs. I would like to start off um, and give a a brief shout out to all the guys um, at the Neocom who um, cut together that audio. Um, you can find that um, on the neocom.com. Should be like the first post um, on their front page for the uh, hashtag PortDust514 um, campaign uh, headed up by Ripley Riley. Um, while I didn't agree with some of the, the um, with the way that it went about, um, I feel like a few more people could have been put in um, had some other changes been made. Um, it it, it would have been better, but it, it was still good overall. Um, I was I was quite pleased with it. Um, so shout out to Proto and his team over there. Um, shout out to uh, Gene Archduke for uh, some for one of the more creative responses I've seen uh, to this um, to the to the whole campaign um, on the on the forums. I think that was in uh, the latest uh, thread about that in the general discussions. Um, what else? Uh, a couple of shout-outs to some bands I've been listening to that I've been been feeling. Uh, Bella Fleck and uh, Abigail Washborn put out an album, uh, like a folky banjo um, album. is pretty good. Um, and uh, shout-out to Yonder Mountain Stream Band's uh, new album. It came out back in Jan, uh, Jan, bleh, July, but I missed it somehow. Have you, uh, have you ever listened to Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones? Um, no, actually I haven't. Um, no. Yeah, you're, yeah, I actually used to. I've seen them live several times. They're, they're oh, really? pretty good. Are they good? I have to I have to give that to uh, give that a listen. But the uh, Yonder Mountain String Band album is uh, Black Sheep. It's pretty good. Um, progressive folk music. Alrighty, that's good stuff, man. Uh, by the way, in case you guys missed it, Foo Fighters were in Austin here recently. It's incredible show. Uh, okay, let's see, Darth. You want to say anything, brother? Any shout outs? Yeah, uh, shout out to Ritati for coming on. That was pretty awesome. And uh, to the Battlefront beta, which is ending tomorrow, I think. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, how'd you like that, by the way? I liked it a lot. Uh, no comparison to Dust, obviously. Nothing near in terms of uh, you know progressing, but uh, it's, good for, it's good for a quick match or two. Good deal. Good deal. I was kind of looking for I haven't tried that one yet. I was I was looking for that. I'm actually in a beta for a different game right now. I'm just kind of playing around with it. But uh, very, very curious to see how that that thing ends up looking when it, uh, hit, it hits mainstream on PS4. Uh, OK, Pokey. Yeah, I've actually been doing the Battlefield front beta as well. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It, it's actually turned out a lot better than I was expecting. So, uh, you know, I'm not so sure if it's going to be a, a long-term, you know, heavy replayability like some other games. But it's it's certainly, like like Darth said, good for a few matches. So, uh, yeah, the beta is a lot of fun. You should give it a shot. It's it's very, very good-looking. Graphics are fantastic. 
Uh, but for a shout out, uh, probably shout out again, like Bates said, to the Neocon. What they put together was very, very cool. We have a link up on the website. Uh, you should go check them out. It's it's a pretty touching uh, recording of a lot of players and their their thoughts about Dustin and asking for the port. So uh, shout out to them for putting that together and shout out to everyone who uh, submitted audio clips. It was very cool and I was glad that uh, glad that it happened. So thanks, guys. All righty, Zell. I'm just going to give my shout out to Rosati for coming on again. Okay. All right. And I, well, I, I didn't have to request it. He's just like, I want to come on the show. And I'm like, awesome. Yes. It's very yeah, cool. No, and, and just for the record, I'm absolutely getting pummeled on Twitter right now. Like, want to know why why we didn't take, take uh, you know, like blunt instruments to him to, to find out if there is an actual port uh, or some other some other form of a game getting cooked somewhere. And the short answer is I can't really do that over Skype because it's too easy for somebody to just like leave. <laughs> so uh, that we did want to respect the fact that he came on. So, so for everybody out there who, who's, uh, who's asking me what, uh, if we could have uh, pressed him a little bit harder, normally just as a rule of thumb, when you're conducting uh, an interview that could become an interrogation and ultimately you're trying to seek information that uh, somebody is not necessarily in the mood to give you, or able it, to it, give. It generally works better when you when you don't uh, don't put yourself in a position where they can walk away. So that just just a thought. So anyway, uh, we do we do appreciate it. And yes, in fact, he could say if he wanted to, or if he was allowed to, but he can't. Uh, so that's all right. But I do appreciate for everybody up on Twitter that were helping me out with a bunch of questions for Rotati. I really do. Uh, and we also definitely appreciate uh, CCP Rattati's time coming on. So one of the things we'll probably end up working on is trying to get everybody's favorite GM, a.k.a. CCP Archduke, on one day. Uh, that should be that should be interesting. So without further ado, folks, we're going to go ahead and land the plane. So we're going to bring Episode 75 to a close. And if anybody has any catchy names for this episode other than C- you know, CCP Rattati is back again, I personally like uh, Ratsnake, a.k.a. Metal Gear Solid Dust 514 version. Uh, that's just my plan. I actually have the image about 90% done. Outstanding. You're catching on, brother. So we uh, we are going to sign off for tonight, guys. It's a little bit of a short show, but it was kind of action-packed. So thanks very much, and you guys uh, keep at it. And all, as always, give us your feedback. Please visit the site at biomass.com or biomass.net if you should choose that option as well. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Jason Larison or at OCD Trekkie for Zell or at Pokey Draven for Pokey Draven. And hey, Bate, what's your Twitter handle? It's uh, at Bryce G underscore 71, I think. Close enough. Just spam a bunch of people named Bryce on Twitter. You'll find yes, one of the right there ones. there you go. Or you'll increase your social network. Either one probably works well. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. So as we say every week, Good night and good luck. Meryl.